Hello, and welcome, or welcome back, to Answer 42, a podcast that, temporarily, knows it all. In this, my 42nd year of being alive, I have decided to harness all of the innate wisdom that I must now possess, albeit temporarily, and take stock of everything that I now know. Today is day 310 of this project. Today is also the 16th of July, and that means today you continue to harness your wisdom on alternative lives. In other words, who do you wish you were? Well, at least that's where we're starting. Today's recording will be in two parts. Part one. The very first time I asked myself this question, I immediately wondered if this was an okay thing to ask. Spoiler alert, it was. What I discovered is that wondering about alternative lives is not about regret, and it's not about self-improvement. It's more about fantasy, about other lives that you could live. I suppose the curiosity that led me to ask this of myself in the first place is that I wondered in what ways my current real life, my who-are-you life, keeps me from being the sort of person I imagine I am in my alternative life. But again, not regret, not self-improvement. So, as a retrospect, what are some of these alternative lies that I have named over the course of this project? This will be fun, but I'm going to slip back into second person to do it. Okay, alternative life. You are a successful children's book author by day and a jazz singer by night, and you live in a Queen Anne's house in San Francisco with an amazing garden. Full stop. Alternative life. You are a travel writer, one of those people who makes a living traveling around the world and documenting your discoveries for an entity that is paying you to see the world, but that you don't need to regularly interact with face to face. Full stop. Alternative life. You are a slightly eccentric scientist who has found a way to communicate the language of weather to the general public. You travel the world, spending time wherever the weather regularly does strange and interesting things. You definitely have a house in Iceland. Full stop. Now these will be much, much more brief, but you know, wormholes. Alternative life. You lead kayaking tours through remote paradises. Alternative life. You create flower arrangements for high-end restaurants. Alternative life. You read the moods of large groups and make recommendations based on your observations. Alternative life. You help young children understand how to connect the work they see in museums while on their field trips, or to connect to the work they see in museums while on their field trips, and to connect the work they see in museums on their field trips to other works that they see in museums. You know. Alternative life. You help lead conversations about and around design flaws in anything and everything. Alternative life. You are someone who has successfully committed to having a large and healthy aquarium. And lastly, you wonder what and who you would be if you had been born just 10 years later. What sort of alternative life you would be leading then? Phew. I suppose a common denominator through many of these alternative lives is that they enable a life of independence, not solitude, but independence. There is also a thread of clarity of intention woven through a lot of these. Like, I am longing for a life with less constant interpersonal negotiation that my current life requires of me because there's clarity of intention. Do you ever feel like every conversation is transactional? If you have, and if you don't like it, because some people, I assume, do like it, then you know that it can be tiring and perhaps you too fantasize about an alternative life where there is constant clarity of intention. 
but ultimately I don't want to trade my life in. I think I can get some really great wear out of its current iteration. But if I find a wormhole to an alternative dimension, yep, I'm probably taking it. Moving on, part two. Last month, I felt ready to move on completely from fantasizing about other lives and instead, I wanted to try to understand other people. In other words, what's going on with them? I shared this fantastic way a former student of mine articulated how we each see and understand reality and how we relate to other people's understanding of their own reality. In other words, we each have our own movie, which is to say we all have our own way of seeing and understanding reality. You might recognize that someone else's movie is the same as your movie, or more likely very similar to your movie. You might recognize that someone else's movie is different from your movie, but their movie intrigues you and you want to watch it. Or you might not get someone else's movie at all. Or you might strongly dislike someone else's movie. It acknowledges the subjectivity that we all possess when making sense of other people because of the influence of our own movie. Well, it's going to play a part in your understanding of their movie. And it also makes space for being able to see eye to eye or movie to movie and also not being able to see eye to eye or movie to movie. Full stop. So here is one other way that yours truly came up with once upon a time to make sense of and articulate your sense of other people. Think of someone that you know well, really well. You have seen them in a variety of situations and you understand and appreciate the different aspects of their personalities. Personality. You can name the extreme ends of the spectrum of their personality, the guideposts of their personality, if you will. Now, think of a fictitious character or historical figure that exemplifies one end and the other end, one guidepost and the other guidepost, both, both extremes of their personality. If you can figure it out, describe them in terms of these two fictitious characters or historical figures, you now have a delightful description of someone who you know well. A caveat. To do this well takes time and takes care. If someone can do this too easily, don't trust what they tell you. This is not a sort of first response, best response scenario. It takes work. And if someone just throws two characters at you randomly and says, hey, that's you, they're not doing the work. They are just showing off their own cleverness. I have only figured out the two character method of explaining someone else's personality for three people ever. Now, these three readings for these three people were completed in a way that I would say satisfying, accurate, and not about me. It's about them. And since I still know these three people, I'm proud to say that each of their two character readings still holds up. Maybe someday I will go back to attempting to do this more for other people that I know really well. And maybe in an alternative life, I do this for a living. Tomorrow is the 17th, where you continue to harness your wisdom on major influences. In other words, how'd you come up with that? Thank you for witnessing my 42nd year. Bye now.